Hi all, Zach here from Built-in Pit. I had the pleasure of talking with Yang Zhang, a second-year PhD student from Carnegie Mellon's Human-Computer Interaction Institute. Yang is the creator of a project called Electric, with a mission to turn everyday objects into touchscreens for computers. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Tell me a little bit about the mission of Electric and how you got started. Yeah, sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Yang Zhang. I'm a second-year PhD at Carnegie Mellon. Um, the mission for the electric, you know, touch interactions has been proved very successful and popular. It's on our phones, tablets, everything has touch interactions now. But the problem of, you know, existing touch screen technologies is that they're best suited for only small and flat applications. If you go big, you go extremely expensive easily go thousands of dollars. So the mission of electric is to first enable touch interaction on objects with irregular surfaces, such as like a guitar, like, a, like our chair, like our table, and also some toys. And the second, we try to make it super low cost, so it can, it can become feasible to scale to large surfaces, such as, you know, the big walls. And also, it should be easy to apply enabling, you know, hobbyists and makers to apply and play around with our technology. That's the, you know, idea behind this project and how we get started. Yeah. What, what led you or compelled you to, to work on this project or this idea? Well, I feel like, as I said, um, there's a huge, if you look at current computing resources, it's wonderful. I can believe computers is probably one of the most powerful tool we ever invented. But if you look at how we interact with computer nowadays, we basically just uh, like touch our phones or sitting in front of our laptop and start typing and you know, moving around the mouse. This is great, this is a very efficient. But I feel like there should be more ways of you know, us interacting with laptop, you know, like you know, low fidelity fashion that can still be helpful, that is touch on everyday objects and turn them to be a smart object or the object that can detect how I touch it and where I touch it for, you know, interactions with our computing resources. That is the, wow. yeah, that is why we are motivated to, to develop the electric. Yeah, it's a, it's a big idea. Uh, could you describe some of your experience or your background in the field? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I'm a second year, as I said, a second year PhD student working with uh, my professor, is, uh, my advisor is Chris Harrison, who is uh, um, a professor at uh, Carnegie Mellon University School of Computer Science. And our department name is uh, Human Computer Interaction Institute. So we have been inventing novel sensors and interfaces to you know, make the interface between users and computing resources more natural and efficient. Uh, for me specifically, my background is more like um, electronic engineering. So in the field, I have been working on previously some uh, smartwatch projects where you can turn the skins around the smartwatch to be a touchpad so you can play Angry Bird it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. you, you can drag and drop, you know, this bird on the skins and then release. 
This is some of uh, example of my previous project. But in general, our group has been working on novel uh, interfaces between the computer and the human. Yeah. Yeah, that's every great invention starts with an Angry Bird application. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. What are what are some of the technologies or new technologies or innovations that allow you to bring this to life now versus wasn't previously available? Um, so I feel like the uh, technology. Let me introduce um, these technology a little bit. I will turn it back yeah. to not talk about the jargons, you know, the technical terms. <laughs> um, the technology behind is very similar to how our touch screen works. So when we touch, you know, when the user's finger touch on an electric field, it will draw some of the current through your body to the ground. And that effect is called shunting effect. This is, has been widely used uh, in many applications. One example is our touch screens, you know, as I said. Um, in terms of that, our technique is not that different from previous research or previous project or uh, touch screens. Our contribution or innovation happen when we turn this, you know, this shunting effect, which has a leverage effect uh, on uh, a complex geometry. And our sensing scheme enables us to do, to leverage this effect on complex geometry on a large surface in a cheap way. So there are some effort that we put into this project to, to make it happen. For example, like explorations in materials, exploration on the sensing schemes, um, that enables the same technology or similar technology as the touchscreen, but on a whole new classes of different objects. Wow, wow. Yeah, so you've been touching on it a little bit, uh, but could you describe what, what is really your vision for electric? What, what do you see as the, the big picture impact it can have on the world? That's a great question. I feel like um, for electric, as I said before, we saw this huge gap between the physical world and digital world or the user and the computing resources. So how to bridge the gap closer together? How to enable this touch tracking on everything? So it's a first step to turn our everyday object to be smart. Because previously, without touch sensing or any sort of sensing, just a dummy object. Now, if you turn on the touch interaction, there are a lot of cool applications can come with, come up with uh, you know, the interaction. For example, uh, as I shown in the video, we actually kind of have some idea of how to use technology to, you know, for educational purposes, for you know, turn the you know, surface of your automobile to be interactive for different applications. Also, we get a lot of useful and um, inspiring uh, feedback and ideas from uh, other researchers at the conference. Also recently, I got a lot of email from um, people that are interested in this technology. It's so amazing, it's so amazing to see uh, what ideas people are capable of coming up with these technologies. It's just so inspiring. I feel like with these technology, we can have a lot of uh, useful applications in the future. Um, yeah. That's, that's amazing. So I'm going to, it sounds like 
that's the high points. Now we're going to talk about some low points. What are your biggest pain points right now in developing this project further? I feel like the biggest pain point right now is, uh, you know, this is a still a research project. Um, and there's uh, some distance between a research project and a commercialized product that people can, real users can use it in real life. To make it um, happen so that this technology is accessible for a broader audience, we have to make this technology robust and we have to do a lot of stress tests to test, you know, the durability and the stability across different, you know, weathers and pressures and different users with different clothing skins, you know. Um, right now, we focus on the research part of it. We show, okay, it's actually it's feasible to do this. But next step, uh, we probably want to, you know, probably a little bit deviated from your, your question. I feel like the biggest pain point right <laughs> now yeah, biggest pain point right now is probably um, the evaluation we did in the, this paper is um, a little bit um, controlled in the lab, but we are willing to collaborate with industry, with other companies to make it, to make our technologies embedded into, you know, the process of manufacturing uh, mass production goods. That is something I'm I'm happy to see in the future of this uh, development of this technology. Yeah, so is that sort of what you're you're looking for right now in terms of help for electric is sort of finding those industry partners who can embed this into their current products or applications of the technology and that sort of thing? Yes, we're looking forward to working closely with the uh, industry because they have the resource, they have the equipment to manufacture um, the, you know, the goods, the object in a massive production way. For example, um, in the paper we show, okay, this is possible for 3D printing, but in reality, none of the table or the chair or the keyboard we use are out of 3D printing. This is a cool prototype technology, but it's just not how we fabricate our products. Right now, we are looking forward to, you know, uh, develop this collaboration with um, other companies. Um, if they're interested in working with us, we're willing to provide our insights on this technology. And uh, yeah, hopefully through this collaboration, we can commercialize this technology soon so that real user can purchase or get access to this technology in the near future. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, so as someone who lives in Pittsburgh, um, do you have any specific advice for other founders in Pittsburgh or any resources that were particular help, particularly helpful for you? Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I might be not senior enough to provide you know, advice for other founders, but as a, a PhD student, I've been living in Pittsburgh for uh, many years. I think this is my first, uh, is my fourth year living in Pittsburgh. I've been enjoying living in Pittsburgh so much. You know, this is just a city where idea meets technology. We have CMU, we have Pitt, we have so many talented students and professors working on a lot of cool technologies. Uh, my lab, particularly, uh, is called Future Interfaces Group. Uh, it's, uh, as I said, it's uh, one lab 
in um, HCII, which is Human Computer Interaction Institute at CMU. Um, actually, I feel like I'm very proud of being part of this novel innovation trend, what is currently happening at, C at uh, CMU and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, that's my thinking. And also, I feel like if other founders in Pittsburgh are interested, we're willing to show some like um, demos or show this technology or our other cool work from our lab um, in our um, group, which is a, a FIG lab. Um, yeah, we're willing to show those demos to other founders if they're willing to come to our lab and we can talk more about our technologies. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to learn more, please check out builtinpit.com. And if you're interested in taking Yang up on his offer of seeing his lab, please go to figlab.com.